This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the TP5 and 5X. Try it. What's the best that can happen? Learn more at TaylorMadeGolf.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Good morning, Canada. Welcome inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully, Bob Weeks, Mark Zacchino, all around on this lovely Monday morning. It seems like golf in the GTA is now come and gone, perhaps, in 2023. So we'll all talk about maybe our favorite moments on the golf course in 2023. Also, a very busy time on the golf calendar. Now, another great emotional win on the PGA Tour, too. But, Mark, let's play a game. Where in the world are you right now? Well, I'm still in Mexico, and I, and I don't plan on leaving, Scully. I, oh. I am not going anywhere uh, until uh, until it's time to come home for Christmas. So, okay. Um, with the exception of, of Mondays, uh, doing Golf Talk Canada with you fine gentlemen, I am uh, not working very much. I'm trying to take yeah. some downtime. I know you were on Sports Center last night. I saw that the other night, so you're still plugging away or whatnot. But I am uh, awaiting my 2024 PGA Tour schedule, which I'm hoping I get in the next few weeks. Uh, and, um, and other than that, just trying to... Going to play some golf this week. We got some really good golf lined up this week, which is nice. So I got to get as much golf in as I can between now and Christmas because once January rolls around, that's kind of it again, right? With the exception of one here, one there. So, so Mark, you got some golf going on this week in Mexico. Bob, did you get out any more over the weekend? Did you throw on the Adidas layering pieces on, or did you stay inside? <laughs> uh, I did not. I didn't stay outside. I went for uh, I went for some nice walks. We were looking after a dog for the weekend, so we were. Doing that, and I also uh, also had, uh, of course, my Sunday morning run. So I did that. Beautiful it was both days. Beautiful here, actually. Especially yesterday was really nice. There you go. Well, uh, lots going on in the world of golf. Have to give a special shout out uh, to both of you, first of all, for donating to my Movember campaign. Uh, we're currently on a Zoom right now, so we can see each other. I debuted the Movember stash on uh, SportsCenter uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, interesting uh, remarks, to say the least. Um, have to give our makeup artist some credit, uh, maybe for some touching up here and there. Wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge. More on that later in the show. Anyway, thank you so much. I've hit over $3,000 now, which is mind-boggling, to say the least, already, uh, it being November 13th. So we're 17 days to go. Initially was going for a Hulk Hogan style of mustache but let's just and, and some mutton chops too but that was uh kiboshed uh pretty quickly so uh, going for perhaps more <laughs> of a traditional look now anyway lots going on in the world of golf let's start things off with some news and some headlines news and headlines are brought to you by sandbagger hard seltzer sandbagger everybody knows one all right so obviously the greatest Canadian golf moment of 2023 was Nick Taylor at the RBC Canadian Open. But you could make the very strong argument that the best Canadian golfer professionally in 2023 was Stephen Ames on PGA Tour champions. Four victories, eight top tens, wrapped up the campaign on Sunday with a T2. Bob, what do you make of Stephen Ames' remarkable season? Yeah, very underrated. I think we sort of let that one, I think, and I say we, I mean everybody in Canada probably has 
let that slip a little bit in terms of what he achieved because it is hard to win anywhere on any tour. And Steven's not a uh, spring chicken, right? He's, he's not like 50-51. He's into his late 50s now. And so to win four times and almost pull off a win uh, yesterday in the, uh, the Charles Schwab Cup Championship, I mean, he was one shot back, tied with Ernie Els. And uh, if only if Stephen Alker had faltered and he was burning, leaking some oil coming down the stretch yesterday in the last few holes, he had to make some pars to go in. So uh, great for Stephen Ames. And, um, and, I don't, and great for our buddy Shaheen Nakhchivani, who's uh, been teaching him for the last few years. A lot, of it, uh, a lot of it online, but some of it in person this year. But uh, congratulations to him as well. A great accomplishment there for sure. I was going to mention Shaheen Nakjavani as well. The work he has done remotely, a lot of that with Stephen Ames. Mark, what do you make of Stephen Ames' great season? I don't think there's any question. I think that the greatest uh, professional player or the greatest Canadian player of, of 2023, Stephen Ames. How, how do you deny the four victories? I, I mean, yeah, I'm with you, uh, Adam, when it comes to moment that Nick Taylor not only is the greatest Canadian golf bowman of the year, I will argue that Can that what Nick Taylor did is the greatest Canadian sports moment of the year and possibly of the decade. Um, obviously, we've got a long way to go, but th that is a historic moment that, you know, they don't come by every year. They Some of them don't come by every 10 years. That, that, that sometimes is every 20, 50 years moments like that. But as far as who was the best player for Canada... How do you deny the four wins? I mean, and what a season, guys, for Canadian golf. We had, you know, Brooks win on the LPGA Tour, four wins by Stephen Ames, four wins on the PGA Tour. Uh, I'm forgetting a Corn Ferry Tour victory as well, I believe. Ben, ben uh, Silverman. Ben Silverman, thank you. I mean, this is ridiculous. The, ta the tallying of global victories on professional tours was, was crazy, potentially not done yet. And... Um, and, and Stephen Ames sits on top of the mountain with four of them, right? So good on Stephen. And, uh, and to Bob's point, the double down, he's not 50-51, right? This isn't a guy just uh, gets those first couple of years on the Champions Tour, turns it into an ATM machine, and then calls it a day. This is, this is a guy who put in a lot of hard work, stayed in shape, late 50s, well done. And give credit, too, to uh, Roger Sloan as well, who won uh, in August on Corn Ferry Tour, too. So it's been a great year for golf in Canada. Now, Mark, you mentioned Brooke Henderson there, and her second last tournament, official tournament, on the LPGA calendar was this past week, a T-19, where she had three good rounds. Her first round, 62, she was leading. 65 in the third round, 68 in the final round. 75 in the second round. She went from first to T30 in 18 holes. Mark, overall for you, is this sort of maybe a, a summary of what Brooke Henderson's season has been in 2023? Yeah, I think um, the four the four rounds. You're right, Adam. It's it's a nice little micro picture of what the year is. Uh, absolutely brilliant out of the gates. Absolutely mind-bogglingly bad in the second round. Uh, that is the that 75 shot in the second round uh, was tied for the highest round shot by any player who made the cut this weekend. There was only two other players with 75. I mean, like everybody in front of her uh, managed to put together a good round. The, uh, you know, the players that finished in the top five, including the champion, all shot 65, 66, 67 in that second round. She shot 75. 
Ball striking went completely off a cliff in the second round. And then a decent weekend. So I think that's kind of the season, right? Exceptional, looks like the best player in the world, then looks completely lost in the wilderness, and then kind of saves it and looks pretty decent the rest of the way. Um, that's the year. A little bit of everything. Out of the gates with a brilliant win, lost in the wilderness, and a bunch of decent finishes. Uh, but you guys and I have said it time and time again, she's a victim of her own success. One win and a bunch of decent finishes uh, will not cut it if your name is Brooke Henderson. Uh, the rankings right now, and, and Bob, we spent some time last Wednesday for TSN's YouTube channel talking about Brooke Henderson. And one thing that we had spoken about was the greens and regulation, how those numbers have been better as of late. And in that first round, 18 of 18. So some flashes of brilliance heading into this week, the final official event on the LPGA tour calendar. What are you looking to see from Brooke? Perhaps four consistent rounds all under par. Yeah. She, and, and really, if you go back to that second round that Mark was talking about, it was a three hole stretch that, that was her undoing. She hit a bad tee shot, uh, had to on a par five, had to chip out and ended up taking a double. You could see she's very flustered with it. The next hole hit a bad approach shot on a par three, ended up making a bogey, and then followed that up with another double. So it was just those three holes. If you take that stretch out, and the rest of her golf was pretty solid. And even in that bad round, it wasn't a terrible um, ball striking in terms of greens and regs. So the greens and reg, I think, are, are coming around. I think she's liking the new irons that she's put in the bag, the new tailor-made irons that she switched to. And she seems to be finding a nice groove with those. So, you know, if you go back to her last tournament over in Asia, she played pretty well over there. She's played, you know, except for a three-hole stretch, pretty good here. And three good, three really good solid rounds. So I think she's moving in the right direction. And we'll see what happens this week in the, the grand finale for the LPGA Tour. And, of course, then she's got a, uh, a little uh, hit and giggle with uh, partner up with Corey Connors and play with him in the Grant Thornton Invitational. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, interesting times coming up here. Looking forward to seeing Brooke Henderson this weekend. Now 12 of her last 13 LPGA rounds have been under par. So all in all, she is playing some much better golf. Now, anytime we can provide a Tiger Woods update, our social media channels light up. We posted an Instagram reel uh, last Tuesday, uh, where we had uh, clipped together some of our, our show last week, put it in about a 90-second reel, and the amount of views we got trumped a lot of different views we got from other sources uh, because it's Tiger Woods, because Tiger Woods is the needle. And Tiger Woods released a statement on his health to the Associated Press, which some thought was perhaps a little rare. I'm going to read part of this statement. He said, my ankle is fine. When they fuse my ankle, I have absolutely no issues whatsoever. The pain is absolutely gone. Okay, so that's good. However, it's the other areas that have been compensated for. But all the surrounding areas is where I had all the problems, and I still do. So you fix one, others have to become more hypermobile to get around it, and it can lead to some issues. Of course, we were speaking last week because there's a video of Tiger not limping and caddying for son Charlie. He said, I'm pretty sorry after caddying for four days it was a flat golf course thank god so last week bob mark and i were pretty high on the hype train i might have spent some time on the FanDuel sportsbook app taking a look at the 2024 masters odds given you know me and tiger woods and how crazy i am so 
What do you think, Bob? I mean, we haven't seen any actual uh, swing video of Tiger hitting more than a lob wedge back at uh, Pebble Beach a couple of weeks ago. But do you think we see Tiger teed up at the Hero World Challenge? Well, I thought you were going to ask me if I thought I, I thought you were crazy. Um, you know, I do. <laughs> well, that's easy. We know that. <laughs> I, I would have to say no. And because uh, I don't think he can play every club in the bag yet if he if he ever is going to be able to do that. And I don't think Tiger Woods wants to be a ceremonial golfer. I don't think he wants to just go out there and walk around and have everybody clap and he's he, you know, bobble shots around like like kind of like the way Arnie did at the end of his career. It was a little different story. Well, obviously, it, it was at the Masters and I, I just don't see him doing that. I, I honestly don't think he wants to be a place filler out there yet. And I'm I'm still kind of not sold on the fact that I mean, he looked good. I will say that. But you did hear what he said afterwards, how tired he was and how sore he was. And that's for what was it, three rounds on a flat golf course. Now, mind you, he was carrying the bag, but still, yeah, I'm not I'm not sold that he's going to play. Okay, Mark. So I'm, I won't ask you if I'm crazy because we know the answer to that one. But uh, for you, Hero <laughs> World Challenge, Tiger Woods, uh, do we see him teed up? Because there is still one sponsor's exemption available. Well, I, I mean, I can't comment on anybody else's uh, mental sanity. I'm the last guy that has the right to do that. So we will skip that. I'm with you. At, I'm 50-50 on this because I believe everything Bob said is 100% accurate. But I also know that we've only announced 19 out of 20 spots. And there's a reason that that 20th spot is being held. So my gut tells me this, that both you guys are right. And what Tiger's waiting to see is how far can he push the envelope up to the deadline of, of when this tournament is happening to see how he feels, you know, four or five days out, six, seven days out, whatever the deadline is where he has to make a decision, he's probably trying to give himself as much time as possible to make that decision. And we've seen him do this in the past, right? We have seen him go right up to the 11th hour trying to give him his body as much time as it needs. Um, and I can't believe we're kind of in that same boat still here, that we're still like up to the 11th hour to see whether he thinks he can do it or not. But that's likely why he started practicing the Stuart Sinks uh, point last week. He probably started practicing to see, okay, how does my body feel the next day? Now, how does it feel after practicing and caddying for Charlie for four days and blah, 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 blah. And we're probably back into the ice baths and all those kind of things. So I think that's what's going on right now. And uh, we won't know till the 11th hour. So I'll give it a 50-50 shot. I think he's got a better chance, guys, of playing with Charlie in a cart at the parent-child than he does at the hero. I, I think it's 75-25 that he plays with Charlie and rides around in a golf cart. I got it 50-50 right now at the hero. Yeah, I, I would think similar in terms of the PNC. That's December 16, 17. Some more time. He doesn't have to walk, obviously, except from golf cart to T-Box and I mean Ryan Burr was there at the tournament where Charlie was playing he posted this photo with Tiger saying he's going to win the Genesis Invitational that might seem a little far-fetched to say the least but hey Tiger Woods is back in the news and uh, let's hope at least for his sake that he can remain pain-free because watching those images of him hobbling around the fairway that Saturday third round at Augusta was actually terrifying to watch a, a, a man of any stature uh, walk on a golf course like that. Now, before we sign off and go to break, PGA Tour Americas 
they've released their schedule. We spent a lot of uh, our summer months talking about this with Scott Pritchard from PGA Tour Canada 2. And Bob, looks like there's nine events in Canada for PGA Tour Americas. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. What about you? Yeah, very much so. It seems like there's some old uh, favorites there, of course, starting out in uh, Victoria. And uh, there's a new one, though, which is going to be interesting. It's the first event, PGA Tour event in uh, New Brunswick in about 50 years, I think, maybe more than that. Uh, it's going to be at a course called Mactaquack. Now, Mactaquack was a government-owned, is a government-owned golf course. And at one point, it was one of the courses that Golf Canada was going to buy and make that part of their training um, program across Canada. At one point when they bought Glen Abbey, they were going to buy two more golf courses, one in the east and one in the west. And this was, and Mactaquack was the course they were going to buy. And at that point, it was considered a really long golf course. I think it's just over 7,000 yards now, so it's not really all that long. And it kind of fell into disrepair, but in the last couple of years, I hear it's been uh, spruced up, and it's a good test, and we'll see how the boys uh, do when they get to New Brunswick. You a uh, similar question. How much are you looking forward to seeing PGA Tour Americas? Yeah, you know, I I really hope, and I like the way it's moving west west to east, as did the old tour. And I like the fact that we've got some some classic venues that we all expect to have there. With to Bob's point, a couple new ones, and I hope that we can find ways of injecting Canadiana into those stops when they when they arrive at those venues to hold on to a little bit of of the past in a sense of what was the Canadian tour at one point. I hope we find um, creative ways, and I'm sure the tournament organizers will do so, uh, to keep that Canadiana injected into our leg. I, I, it almost feels like, you know, the Canadian leg of a three-leg PGA Tour Americas. I'm looking forward to seeing it too, and we'll have uh, much more on PGA Tour Americas as the Canadian swing gets closer uh, in 2024. When we come back, Camilo Villegas back in the winner's circle on the PGA Tour. The last time he won a PGA Tour event back in 2014 when Rory McIlroy was in the midst of winning back-to-back majors. Now Camilo Villegas back in the winner's circle. We'll recap his performance in Bermuda next. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade and the TP5 and 5X. Try it. What's the best that can happen? This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully, Mark Sacchino, and Bob Weeks. Well, in Bermuda, another great story on the PGA Tour. Camilo Vijegas, his first win in nine years or 8,496 holes played since that last PGA Tour victory. Mark, what did you make of Camilo Vijegas' performance? I mean, the, the entire story is incredible, guys. You know, when you think about uh, how, how him and his wife uh, lost their daughter a few years ago, just, just before her second birthday, I think she was 22 months old when... Um, uh, when they lost her. So, you know, you go through a tragedy like that, which 
it just breaks the circle of life. It, the world isn't supposed to work that way. Uh, the injuries he's gone through, uh, he, he was going to, he was all set and registered for Q school this year, about to lose his, his card. I mean, and then the performance last week here in Mexico, and then to keep it going, 65-65 on the weekend. Uh, 17 of 18 greens, bogey-free in the final round in not easy conditions with the wind, you know, gusting and howling in Bermuda as it does. And I thought some of his – obviously, he was very emotional, guys, after the tournament. I'm sure you guys saw, heard his, his comments and, and saw the way he spoke. He spoke about, you know, golf kicking in the teeth a lot, and everybody has feared golf at some point in their life, especially when playing against the best players in the world. But the one thing I found very interesting is he said – you know, 10 years ago, uh, when he won his fourth tournament there, uh, he never felt the calmness he felt this time around on a Sunday. He's never experienced it. Now, yeah, part of that is age, right? Maturity, age. He's now in his 40s. But I think a lot of that is, a lot of that is what Eric Van Royen said last week. When life kicks you in the teeth and you see what real problems are in the world and what what people go through day to day in the world, what, what really matters. Hitting a little white ball around a big green field seems absolutely ridiculous and and just inconsequential. And when you when you when you actually internalize how little importance it is, the, the calmness you can play with uh is is remarkable and I think uh, I think it was on full display on Sunday. When we were doing Golf Talk Canada two weeks ago today, Camilo Vajegas was 233rd in the FedEx Cup standings. T2 win. Now he's exempt through 2025. Gents, we're going to be taping our year in review specials pretty soon, probably. Uh, that'll air throughout the holiday season. Bob, for you, this has to be one of the great feel-good stories of the year, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, what Mark brought up, you know, Eric Van Royen's win last week whose friend was with terminal cancer and now you have this one with Camilo and the passing of his daughter a little while ago and and there are some really good stories and it reminds me of something that Lauren Rubenstein told me a long time ago when we're just starting out in this business and it's something that Richard Zokel actually told him he said you know there's 144 players who start every week and there's a story behind every single one of them and you don't hear all these stories all the time, but you certainly do when they come through and, and get a victory like this. And these are uh, just just back-to-back weeks of, uh, of great stuff. And for Camilo Vajegas, you know, um, a guy I've gotten to know fairly well over the years, and he's, he's the cap was an alternate captain on, uh, last year on the President's Cup team. We'll see if he is again next time. I think a lot of players really like him, and I think he's got a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, chutzpah, I guess, in, in the in the team room. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if he's back on Mike Weir's team again uh, in Montreal next year. Yeah, you mentioned the President's Cup. It's now back-to-back victories uh, during this fall portion of the schedule. Eric Van Ruyen, Camilo Vijegas, of course, Tom Kim earlier during the fall portion of this PGA Tour schedule. Mike Weir has to be absolutely licking his chops over some of his play of perhaps some of his players next September. Another player who's hoping to also be on that International Presidents Cup team is Taylor Pendrith. Third straight week of a good finish, T5, T3, and now T8 in Bermuda. Bobby moves to 86th in the FedEx fall, and with one more 
official PGA Tour event left, Taylor Pendrith has to love the way he's playing right now. He sure does. And, you know, every spot you can move up in that rankings gets, uh, gets you a little bit more uh, help in the coming following season because it'll be basically, basically a priority. So it's nice to see him playing well. Of course, he played well at Bermuda before. Not a big surprise. And there's, I think, five or six Canadians playing this week, including Corey Connors, by the way, who's playing this week at RSM, which is, I know is a popular spot. And a lot of guys like to play there. But Taylor's in there. Michael Gligic's in there. You know, some guys who could really use a shot uh, up that list, uh, that, that ranking list right now if, uh, with the season coming to an end this week. And there is a lot on the line, obviously, this week on the PGA Tour final official event uh, on the 2023 calendar. Of course, there are some events in December and a lot, of, a lot on the line for the players. Also a lot on the line for us here as we make our PGA Tour picks every week on FanDuel. As, Bob, you have uh, very likely clinched first place in the FedEx fall. Unless Mark gets the victory this week and is significantly under par, you very likely will be the winner. But... This leaves the race down to Mark and I, and we discussed whether if I come in last, if I'm going to wear a shirt that actually fits me on live television. We're not quite sure yet, but Mark, I mean, what do you think? Should I be hard on the books uh, throughout the day here as I try to pick uh, my players for this week at the RSM Classic? Because I don't know if I can wear a, a large shirt anymore. I really don't know. Well, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, but I believe you're the only one that is winless. Is that correct? That in the correct. fall, Bob yes. has two victories. I have one victory, and you still are holding up a goose egg. So, yes. and, uh, and yours truly had Maddie Schmidt this week, too, that was looking like uh, could have been close there as well. So... Uh, I think you've got a lot of homework to do. Bob and I are going to bring it in the final week. Uh, and our, our goal is to uh, figure out some type of humiliation to kick off our 24 TV season. Correct, Bob? <laughs> how about, how about de December 1st? He has to uh, appear on SportsCenter with just half of his mustache. Shave half of it off and leave the other half on. That's hey, we'll be clipping that for uh, the execs here, and I'll be sending that off, saying this was Bob's idea. This was not mine. I'm here. Let's see what we can do. But uh, I have some work to do. Let's see what we can do here. Uh, stay tuned. TSN.ca Wednesday morning as well, our social media channels as we give our picks. Now, Mark, you mentioned you had Maddie Schmidt on the other side. It's winners weird and what what a run it's been for Maddie Schmidt, who was plus 5,000 heading into this past week in Bermuda. A great finish. It's three up and it's all coming up next. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Visit weathertech.ca. Welcome back inside GTC Scully, Weeks, and Zacchino. It is that time. It is winners, weird, and what. And this week, Mark has the team. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, boys, my winner, and Adam, I know you brought this up last week, but Adam Long uh, crushed the PGA Tour most consecutive fairways hit record, eventually ending at 69, but this record stood for 31 years. Now, 
Some people are going to throw an asterisk on this record because last week we played at El Cardinal here in Cabo where the fairways were ridiculously wide, but he did not miss a fairway regardless the entire tournament. Absolutely perfect. In fact, you got to go back to the final round of the Shriners Open in Vegas to find a missed fairway for Adam Long right through Thursday of the Bermuda Championship, 69 fairways in a row, uh, pretty impressive, Adam. Even regardless of how wide those fairways were, that, I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool number and likely to stand for a very long time. Oh yeah, I, I would think so. And for those saying that this should have an asterisk, I say absolutely not. The PGA Tour chose to play at this course, and he hit all the fairways. Good for him. All right, my weird this week, guys. Uh, I don't know how much golf you guys have watched over the last couple weeks, but I mean, everybody's anchoring. Now, it is a broom-style putter, right? And I know the way the rule's written is there needs to be an intent to anchor and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, the entire planet, do you remember the fight years ago and the USGA and the RNA made a big deal and they just trying to eliminate the belly putter, which they did, but they didn't eliminate anchoring. I don't care what they think they did. Dylan Wu, Matty Schmidt, even Adam Scott on occasion on the weekend. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, is... is I mean, is it dug into the stomach like a belly putter? No, but that that hand, that thumb is on all their chest. Bob, it was a Champions Tour thing for a while. Now I'm seeing it on every tour, people anchoring a broom still. Yeah, and the other part that that I've, somebody else, I don't know who it was who was on the broadcast, was talking about how they're also using their, their upper arms to kind of anchor as well. Mm-hmm. And which is sort of the same thing when you think about your putter, you know, I mean, I guess you could you can do that. But there's a way where they're sort of cheating it that way as well. And you're right. It just seems to be I mean, unless there's some kind of a an electrical plate where if you touch it, it sets off a light or something. I'm not quite sure how you police it. Yeah, nobody and no player is going to start calling anybody on any of this stuff because they didn't want anything to do with this anyway. Right. So um, it might come to a point where we they might have to say that the longest, uh, the, you know, put us a length on putters the way they've done on drivers. I don't know if there's any way else around it, or just let it go and let's just forget it and go play golf. Okay, my what guys this week, what a fall. I hope we stick with this fall. I'm sick of blowing up the schedule and trying to figure out what the PGA Tour year looks like. I mean, in the last five years, have we had anything consistent, wraparound schedules, then no wraparound schedule, then these tournaments are FedEx Cup points, and these ones don't. If you win this tournament, you get invited to the Masters. If you win this one, you don't get invited to the Masters. It is ridiculously confusing and we're in the business what do you think the fan base was thinking while all this was going on i think this fall's been a home run i think uh yes of course tv numbers and stuff are going to be down it's nfl season i get it everybody knows that but real golf fans i think really have been engaged the last few weeks wonderful stories with eric van royen wonderful story with camila vijegas players playing for something real like livelihood and future this FedEx Cup fall works. Leave it alone. I hope we stay here. All right, Bob, tea is yours. So, so what do I do, just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. <laughs> 
All right. Well, well, my winner is a guy we've already talked about a little bit this morning, and that is Stephen Ames. And um, after uh, uh, after the win, there was a little flurry of back and forth on Instagram. And now you got to understand that his wife, Kelly Norcott, wonderful lady, she's pretty active on there. And the only other player I could think of whose wife is more active would be Adam Hadwin's wife. And so, interestingly enough, the uh, Champions Tour finale was being played in Phoenix so Kelly phoned up uh, Jessica and said, hey, why don't you guys come over for dinner? we got a really nice place we're staying at. So they went over for dinner, and they brought a cake. The Hadwins brought a cake, and they put it down. And there was a picture this morning of Kelly Norcott that said, hey, Hadwins, thank you for bringing over the cake, but there's a piece missing. And you saw this beautiful cake, and there was just one slice out of it. We're trying to figure out what happened. Well, I, I couldn't wait. I had to figure out what was going on, so I texted Adam, and he told me that they brought the cake over, and uh, apparently their daughter Maddox was the only person to have a piece of that cake. And uh, they, they tried to play it off that they brought over a cake that was half eaten. But it wasn't really the case. It did get eaten at that part. So sometimes these wives have, have great lives in terms of having fun. And, uh, and then, I never would have thought that Adam had one and Stephen Ames would have had dinner. But there they were. They were having fun. And uh, Adam congratulated Stephen on uh, a brilliant season so far. So, uh, so good for them. And... Um, now, my what this week, or my weird this week, is uh, another weird one that takes us with the uh, constabulary, the police. And it's a story um, that happened out in California where a guy in some, San Ramon, California, where a man who uh, hasn't been identified here was caught on, was arrested on the golf course. He was out playing golf, and the police came. They took a bunch of, uh, of, of carts, and they drove out. And arrested this guy. And apparently the story is that this guy has been going around to golf courses in the area pretending to be a Titleist rep. And he was pretending to sell golf equipment to the people out who he was playing with. He would just meet up with people he didn't know, be a, uh, you know, a fourth joining up with three players. Hey, I can sell you some, you know, like, like two dozen balls or five dozen balls for, for, for 200 bucks. If you give me the money now, I'll just go to my car and I'll get the stuff. And he apparently would fleece people. And people were getting <laughs> ripped off for thousands of dollars. They couldn't track this guy down until they figured, they found out from one of the golf courses, oh, yeah, they called and said, yeah, he's here today. He's out on the golf course. So they came out there with their, uh, with their I don't know if they had a, like a, a siren and a light <laughs> going on the top of the golf course, but they arrested him right in the middle of the golf course. Adam, have you ever heard of anything more unusual than that in terms of police arrests in terms of golf? No, and I, I could see someone on a tee block, you know, yelling for right and seeing a siren and thinking, what's going on out there? But uh, that's, uh, Mark, that, that's a really strange one, isn't it? When I was young, I worked at Dynamic Golf for a gentleman by the name Al Gooch, and uh, Bob knows Al, and Bob remembers Dynamic Golf. I would have been 16, 17 years old up at Young and Doncaster, which is Young and Steels and Thornhill. And we got in one Saturday morning, and all the high-end drivers were gone. And all the alarms were still on. The door was locked. They cut through the roof and lowered down. And like that game at the exhibition where you pull it out like this, and they pulled them through. They came in the week before and stepped <laughs> off like the, the floor print and then did it on the roof and cut the holes and came down. Absolutely brilliant. Like I mean, there has been golf scams. For as long as there's been golf, there's been golf scams. Like like Tom Cruise in uh, Mission Impossible, or try dropping himself down. All right, and my what my what this week is? What is the story with Lydia Ko? 
Lydia Ko won the CME Globe Championship last year. She was the overall winner. This year, she is not in the field. She did not qualify. Not only did she not qualify, it's the top 60 that make it in. She finished 100th on the list, the CME list, just barely keeping her playing privileges. Now, I'm sure she would have got enough sponsor exemptions that you wouldn't have had to worry about. But another player who's not in the CME Globe this year, Lexi Thompson, even though she had a good finish to the year, she didn't make it. So a couple of big names are on the outside looking in, and their seasons right now are already done. And Adam, uh, that's, that's, that's not great if you're the LPGA Tour. You want your marquee players in there. But Lydia Ko actually said she's just, just shy from getting enough points for the Hall of Fame. And she said there was a lot of, she was thinking about that a lot on the uh, golf course this year. That was just too much. She needed either another win or, yeah, or something else now, as Mark is, is showing me, he said, yeah, it could be in the headworms. I think that could be the problem. All right, Adam, you are on the tee. 348. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that is sweet. Thinking about the Hall of Fame. Okay, I wasn't really thinking about that. I, I, I was going to make the point, guys, that, you know, we have to – applaud Brooke Henderson's season because she's still well inside the list to, to make the CME group. I mean, like we're, we're talking about her, this inconsistent 14. season. She's still 14. Come on. But Lydia Ko, anyway, weird. Okay. My winner this week is revelation that was made, or at least I didn't know. I mean, maybe I didn't do enough research into it as to what the TGL really is going to look like. Uh, it's not going to be guys beating balls into a simulator eight feet in front of them. The simulator itself is 35 yards away from them as well, and there's real grass. So th this isn't going to be your prototypical walk into any simulator, you name it, and just your beaten balls that are 10 yards in front of you. This simulator's 35 yards away. There's real grass. My intrigue level is now higher than it once was. I still don't really know what to expect from this whole ordeal, but... I'm more curious, to say the least, uh, about the TGL. Now, someone who's not going to be in the TGL, that goes to my weird, and that's former President Donald Trump. There was a video released of Mr. Trump swinging a golf club, and whoever had the simulator or whatever machine going claimed that his club head speed was 122 miles per hour, his club head speed for President Donald Trump. Bob, I'm not sure if you saw this video, but if that's 122 miles per hour, I'm swinging at 300. Uh, yeah, that, that was that's nowhere that was close to 122 miles an hour. I will say that the tracker showed the ball going right down the middle, so I'll give him credit for that. He did hit the ball straight. It's, uh, it's a little bit of an unusual swing, and there is some girth there. You know, there is some girth, so maybe if you can maximize that that maybe he can kind of get the, the leverage working for him. I don't know. What do you think? Wow. I, yeah, that's, uh, th that's puzzling. Uh, and, Mark, I don't know about you, but on some of those tracer apps, you can actually draw where the ball's going itself. So I wonder if, if uh, President Trump had his tracer guy, if he has that on the payroll, uh, moving it for him. Well, there, there is a, uh, a track record here of uh, the odd <laughs> fib let's just suggest so you know would we be surprised that there might be another you know you know something suspect in in the tale i wouldn't be let's so yeah 
Yeah, and uh, my yeah, nowhere to go for there. My what this week? We uh, we've seen in the past couple of years the DP World Tour putting out some remarkable videos on social media. Whether it's guys trying to make a hole in one all day or speed golf, but they had another one with a great personality on the DP World Tour. Former Ryder Cupper Andy Sullivan, who went out to the Belfry, and his goal was to break 80. The caveat only using one club. He had a five iron and he shot 78 and that included uh, a triple bogey as well, where he was right by a penalty area, hit the ledge uh, and, and went back into a water hazard. So this guy played a lot of amazing golf, but Bob, if you were playing 18 holes, what club would you use if you could only use one club for the entire round? Well, I have done this and uh, oh, okay. to putter. For the entire round, it was uh, just the way of the windmill, holes. and then the clowns, and then yeah, and then the clowns <laughs> nose. It was a different kind of eighteen holes, but uh, no, I think I think five iron is probably the five iron is probably rubber. Sorry, one Mark. club to play eighteen holes. Yeah, I, I mean it's got to be some mid iron, right, guys? Got to be somewhere between seven to five, you know, depending on how good your pitching is around the green and chipping with a five iron. I mean. I don't know. You know, what are you, Adam Driver? Just keep swinging driver? <laughs> yeah, just hit it as hard as I can and then reach in my – I'll bring a driver and a sleeve of golf balls, right? Yeah, we do, but... Bob. Do you have a three-club tournament at Weston? Scully, do you do one at Bayview? Because we have a three-club tournament at the Toronto Hunt. And now the Toronto Hunt's a very short nine, as you guys know. When we play the three-club, we actually even play it shorter. We go up a couple tee decks. And you can bring any three clubs you want. And you would be amazed at how close the scores are to your regular handicap. I mean, absolutely amazed. I play the three mm. club with I th- uh, driver, sand wedge, seven iron. I play. Because as you guys know, I put about as good with my driver as I do with anything else. So, th- th- you know, I'm not missing. The driver is kind of almost <laughs> cheating for me because it's also a second putter. So, <laughs> yes. Yes. But, yeah, I think I shot 33 the last time, two under with those three clubs. So I don't. <laughs> the, the immediate follow-up question before we go to break, Mark, did you anchor your driver while putting with it? No, no, I did not anchor it. I did not anchor. Not according to the, the current PGA Tour environment. It was not an anchor. <laughs> Another fun edition of Winners Weird and What. When we come back, we'll wrap up today's show and wrap up a big victory for Max Homa as well. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, home to 80 great courses, 60 miles of sandy shores, endless dining and entertainment. Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to start planning your golf trip today. Welcome back inside GTC. Time for some leaderboard updates. Leaderboard updates brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one rangefinder in the world of golf. Check out BushnellGolf.com for much more information. LPGA, Vianica, driven by Gamebridge at Pelican. Lilia Vu, a three-shot victory. Brooke Henderson finishing T19. PGA Tour, Butterfield, Bermuda Championship. Camilo Vijegas, a two-shot victory there. Taylor Pendrith, a T8 finish. Another good week for 
for him. PGA Tour champions, Charles Schwab Cup championship. Stephen Alker, a remarkable season for him. Stephen Ames, T2, four wins, eight top 10. Stephen Ames, a year to remember. And on the DP World Tour, Max Homa, a four-shot victory. Justin Thomas finishing fourth, too. Bob, did you see their social media channels throughout the week of some of the great sights and scenes from Africa? Yeah, there was really cool ones from uh, JT on the uh, on the safari, uh, seeing all the animals and everything. I mean, it's just wild. I mean, that's that's something that's high on my bucket list to try and get over there and see that and play Me golf. Too. Yeah, I got to see it too, Bob. I'm, I'm looking at that going, man, what an experience to see that. Did you guys see Homa's tweet? Places I can win, California and South Africa. <laughs> it's a a great performance there uh, by Max Homa Uh, we'll be back again for another live show next Monday as we recap uh, the final event on the PGA Tour official calendar the RSM Classic the LPGA Tour as well we'll take a big look back on Brooke Henderson's season as a whole stay tuned uh, to tsn.ca as well on Wednesday we'll have our PGA Tour picks for the RSM Classic. Will Bob be able to stay on top of our FedEx fall calendar? Will Mark be able to catch him? Will I be able to get a victory? Or will I be shaving something into the side of my head or going on SportsCenter with half of a mustache? We'll discuss that. Maybe we'll put a poll out on the socials on what my punishment perhaps might be, but I don't know, guys. It's like Ben Crenshaw in 99. I got a good feeling about this. We'll see if I can <laughs> make a big comeback up uh, up the standings for us. Gentlemen, thank you for a good show. Uh, Mark, Bob, good to see you both. And uh, we'll see you uh, both on next Monday. Thank you all for tuning in this morning. And remember, the first good decision for the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.